Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss grand juries, lubads, and butt chugging. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode of Tomorrow with Joshua Topolsky, that's me, is brought to you by Wealthfront. Wealthfront is a low-cost automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way, as opposed to how you've been doing it which is definitely wrong. It works 24-7 to manage your portfolio, keeping it diversified, customized to your risk profile, and optimizing its trading behavior to keep your tax bill low, all without ever charging commissions. Whether you've got millions or you're just starting out, Wealthfront is the most sophisticated way to invest your money. To sign up and get your free personalized investment portfolio, go to wealthfront.com slash tomorrow. Tomorrow is also brought to you by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now, which sounds like Mack Weldon is insulting you, and maybe Mack Weldon is insulting you. Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. My former producer, Magnus Henriksen, who's from Sweden, was delighted with his experience. Um, he spent a lot of money, from what I understand, on, on Mack Weldon. All of their products are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor, which is good, because let's be honest, you stink. And they want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair, you can keep them, and they will still refund you the money. No questions asked. You can do whatever you want with those. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. It's good for working out, going to work, going out on dates, or anything else that you do if you're a human being who wears clothes. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code tomorrow. Uh, my guest today is a very special lady, a very special friend. Uh, basically a family member uh, and uh, a genius on several levels, some of which I approve of and some of which I, I disapprove of. <laughs> <laughs> My guest today is Katie Natopoulos uh, from BuzzFeed and host of uh, BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer uh, thank podcast. You. Thank you, Josh, for having me back again. Thank you for being, I'm being here. very proud to be in the two-timers club now. You are in the two-timers club. Uh, you've two-timed tomorrow. And also, we should I should say that before we get into this conversation, I mm-hmm. want to say that um, there are probably a lot of people who are confused because I said that I was going to have an exit interview with Magnus on this episode of uh-huh. the podcast. But uh-huh. I tried to interview Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> I told you a little bit about this. Uh-huh. I tried to interview Magnus, but he was so bad on the mic uh, that we couldn't we couldn't use it. We couldn't use any of it. I mean, that's so surprising to me because Magnus is one of the funniest. He's a funny, interesting guy, right? Interesting people that I know. I was talking to him a little bit before, uh, uh, last week, and he was talking about, he's like, oh, do you think you can come in? Like, because I don't think, um, I don't think I can talk for a full episode, except like, you know, in his Magnus voice. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, you have plenty of things to talk about. He's like, there's there's, there's nothing interesting about me. I had the same conversation. It was nothing nothing interesting (laughs) to say. No, I said the same conversation with him. And I was like, we could talk about black metal. We could talk about growing up in Vesteros. We could talk about this and that. And all these things that are just... Just like things that off the top of my head without even really working on yeah. thinking of anything. Anyhow, it turned out to it turned out um, he just chimed in because he's actually in the studio because he uh, we have not found his replacement. So he's 
He's actually producing <laughs> this still, but he is gone and he is definitely dead to me after this podcast mm-hmm. attempt that we made. But anyhow, it turns out that he, if you like, if you ever want Magnus to shut up, if he's talking to you uh-huh. and you want it to stop, just put a microphone in front of him. It doesn't, even, <laughs> it doesn't even have to be connected because he may be the most interesting guy in the world to you. If you can have the most, I've had, I've had, I've spent hours and hours talking to Magnus oh, yeah. in my private life. Uh-huh. But if you put that microphone that you're sitting in front of right now, behind rather, yeah. if you slid that in front when in his most interesting Interesting moment. He would just shut down. Interesting. He psychologically shuts down. You know, it was unbelievable. Actually, it's sort of like it should be studied. Yeah. Well, I think that you know, speaking in front of a microphone, just like public speaking, sort of is something that like you, you know, no one's like natural at. Like you kind of have to learn how to do it a little bit. I mean, yeah, some I people guess. might be a little bit more natural I than others. Know, Katie. But they put I mean, the first time that mic got in front of me, I was like, boom. Really? I was just off to the races. I feel I feel. I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like I'm better now, but only because I do it every week. Yeah, yeah. Practice makes perfect. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. But some people are uncomfortable. I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, like Alex Garland, who we had in here, I think he didn't love, he doesn't love doing interviews. But yeah. he's a smart, interesting guy. So eventually you just like end up having, unlike Magnus, who's obviously a dope. Yeah, right. Uh, who has nothing to say. Head full, head, head full of rocks. Head full of Swedish rocks. <laughs> At any rate, so we're not here to talk about Magnus, though. I, to, the, to the fans, mm-hmm. to the Henriksen fans. Uh, I am sorry that you are not going to get to hear his uh, dulcet tones um, vibrating, <laughs> vibrating your eardrums, dulcet Swedish tones. Um, so actually, but now we should talk about, did we talk about in the last podcast how you and Magnus know each other? Uh, we did. We did. We did. Okay. Um, we went over as that. a refresher for anyone who yeah. isn't yeah. keeping uh, in notes on everything that happens every yeah. so the m- episode. M- the minority of the audience, the people who aren't <laughs> keeping notes, right. you'll just want to hear this, the two, three percent maybe of the for audience. For anyone who doesn't have somewhere in their home a basement with a a wall with a picture of Josh in the middle and a bunch of red strings going out to all of his podcast guests. I thought you should have candles too. Oh, like a, well, that too. Like a like an altar. I was imagining more the like red string board. Oh, oh, oh um, uh, Homeland. Like yeah, a homeland yeah, yeah. But have you noticed how the red string board is in like every show now? Like yeah, it's made a comeback. What, what I don't understand. Like, do you attach the string to like a thumbtack? I how do you I attach? So. It? Do you have to tie the string? I'm imagining it's done with tacks. So maybe yeah. you do a startup that's like, it's like an easy to attach yeah. string for thumbtacks mm-hmm. where you can just, it just hooks on the thumbtack. Yeah. And you sell them in packs of like a hundred. Yeah. At a premium. Um, <laughs> for people who are putting together profiles of <laughs> terrorists or serial killers. But I feel like the, the red string board like is a movie trope that like kind of was around in like the eighties and then you didn't see it for a while. Yeah. And now it's like on any show that involves any sort of mystery. Mm. And it's it either indicates yeah, like in Downton Abbey that one episode they go to that guy's <laughs> cottage and he's got to yeah. try to solve the case of who stole his. Lettuce. Well, it's it's a helpful <laughs> like movie trick because it's either like if it's kind of confusing when you're trying to show like here's how the mafia is connected. Right, you can show like, the here's map. an easy way to explain it sure. to the audience by showing here's the guy at the top and then the people down. So that's one. I imagine it's weird because I, I when you said that I just thought like oh and David Caruso will be explaining it to you. Right, like, right. I don't know why David Caruso hasn't been in anything and like I guess he's in a CSI, isn't he? Yeah, no, but so not anymore. That. I, I don't, don't know, think. Whatever. Is he still anyway. on the CSI Miami? I don't know. I don't watch CSI. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. It's too graphic for me. But so for people who don't have the red string board of Josh Topolsky's yeah. uh, <laughs> podcast guests. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? Oh, yeah, right. If you want, you need the background. Yeah. What, what were we talking about? <laughs> How I know Magnus. How you know Magnus. Um, on, the, on the string board, Magnus, Katie and Magnus would be connected. Uh-huh. I True. am best friends with Magnus's wife. We went to college together. We Amy. were roommates Her for a long Amy. time. Amy, 
is her name. She's in education. Yes. Uh, she's a speech pathologist uh, who specializes in working with children with autism in the New York City public schools. And weird coinky uh, dink. Mm-hmm. So like a much better person than you or me. Oh, yeah. No, like no, no. She's, she's actually doing good something person. good for the she's world. She's a good person. We're it would, not. <laughs> it would explain why she's so, I feel like she's very patient with me. Yeah. Uh, when we're around each other, I feel like she takes a lot of extra time. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm one of her students. But, you know, uh, interestingly, my aunt is also a speech pathologist. Yes. Yes. So they have something to talk about when they yeah. run into each other. And they Which do. is a weird job. It's not like everybody's, that's a very common thing. No, anyway, no, it's not a common I'm thing. I'm surrounded by speech pathologists. And your 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 aunt, um, as Amy's learned, is actually like in their field considered this really like eminent voice. She's and famous. She's well regarded my and aunt, known in the field. And my aunt Francis. Yeah. Francis and, she uh, she and Amy have, you know, met a bunch of times and they always have stuff have to they? talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, outside of family functions. I mean. No. Not, I mean, not re- usually like you this or Eric is there. to the Tomorrow listener. Oh, this was, <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> this, is some of the best, this is some of our best stuff ever. I mean, just some <laughs> minutiae about my family. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Mm. I've got a little bit of a cold, I should say. Oh, dear. Okay. But Katie brought me coffee, which is very nice of her. Yeah. Anyhow, so uh, she's, uh, uh, Amy is married to Magnus and then, uh, but Magnus. You guys were roommates. Yeah. Well, so when Amy and Mag- Amy and I were living together and when she and Magnus started dating, he was living in Sweden. Um, and then he eventually yeah. moved here and he moved in with us and we were all living together for a while. Yeah. You were, it's like we're getting the podcast with Magnus that we never had you yeah. know, through vicariously through you. Um, uh-huh. All right. Let's, so let's actually let's jump off of that for a second. Jump onto something you told me just before we started recording, uh, which is uh, actually involving Amy. Yeah. Magnus read a text to Katie and asked about a person. I'm not going to name the person, but said, does Amy, does Katie know this person? Amy was asking. Mm-hmm. And. Katie said that she knew this person. She had met the person in jury duty yeah. and become good friends with her, <laughs> which is like, I've never heard of anybody doing that. Is that common? Have you ever met another person who's met someone in jury duty? Uh, no, but I will say it was sort of um, slightly extenuating circumstances. So a couple of years ago, I'm trying to think of exactly when this would Can you be. talk about the case. Uh, yeah. Um, so this was probably like 2010, maybe 2009. Um, I got called for grand jury. So, uh, grand jury duty is unique, uh, because only four states in the U S do this, um, where, uh, in order before you, if you commit a crime in New York state, before you go to a real trial, like you get arrested and then they have, I think 72 hours to put you in front of a grand jury and bring back an indictment. And the indictment is just a decision on whether or not you're going to go to a real trial or not. Hmm. So a lot of most states just skip that step and you get arrested and then they just send you to a real trial yeah, into the real trial. Interesting. Um, so it, in, I mean, in other states, they still have grand juries. There's did did you know about this before you served on a grand jury or did you, um, or before you were in jury duty for that? Or? I did because I had one friend in college who ended up doing grand jury duty and I remember him describing it. And what's so weird about it is that you're committed for a certain amount of time. So there, there's also a kind of grand jury where you can be doing just like one investigation. Like this is too, typically for like a federal, like something big, like mm-hmm. federal corruption or something. Yeah, Spitzer bringing Spitzer down. Right, right, right. Something like that. Um, but for the most part, it's like you're do you sit there for typically it's two weeks, slightly less common, four weeks or even like 16 weeks. As a juror. Yes. Okay. And sixteen weeks, like a, like a really long time, or maybe twelve God. weeks. Um, That's crazy. I, I had a coworker who got called in for the twelve weeks, That's nuts. and with that, you usually do it only like 
a part-time schedule. Mm. So maybe like you do it until 2 p.m. or you only do it like four days a week or something. That's odd. Um, so for the two-week version, which is the sort of most common that's to get what, called that's for. That's what you had. That's what I had. Yeah. You go in five days, nine to five, and they just blast through cases. So you probably see 50 different cases oh, so over people the course come of two in, weeks. So this is all sorts of criminal cases. Yes. And people come in, they're like, this guy robbed somebody. Were you having a yeah. trial or not? And then somebody says, we want a trial. Or they're like, we want to plead guilty. Do they, can you plead guilty during the grand jury? And then you just go into a different process? Uh, or is it not even no, that No, because it's not even... I should know more about this. It's Yeah, it's not even about like pleading guilty. It's just about you're determining what charges they will oh, go see. on so to a real crime there's definitely going for. to be a trial. Not necessarily. So they can be dismissed? It can be dismissed. Okay. So they can... If you can choose not to indict someone right. um, and set them free. Um, they ha- go free. Yeah. Okay. Um, however, there's, sort of, there's like a saying in the world of, world of law, which is that like, you should be able to indict a ham sandwich, which means that like in general, like 90% of the cases that come before you, you're going to say indict. Because what typically happens is you have, you have very, very little information about it. So usually the defendant is not present. Like it was only maybe two or three out of the 50 cases was the defendant actually there. Okay. Um, Usually they're the only like witness or something is like the police officer who arrested them. So you spent two weeks on the grand jury and they just bring case after case after case. Yeah. And you have to make a ruling as a jury on this? Yeah. So like a typical case would be, there was a lot of like... How many in a day? Um, It depends, like, you know, maybe five, but often it wouldn't be the full case. So it might be like... They show you, they bring in one witness from one case, and then they bring in, you know, it'll be the police officer who yeah. says, I uh, arrested this person because I saw them uh, holding a bag of cocaine. Mm-hmm. And um, Was that one of your cases? Yeah, there's a lot. Of, it's it's also only felonies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, it's okay, t- a lot of drug crime, a lot of, and this is in Brooklyn, it's a lot of like p- kind of petty theft. Yeah. like domestic abuse. Domestic uh, dis- disturbances? We didn't know. Pacific Heights, any Pacific Heights style stuff where they have somebody has a tenant and uh, they won't move out and they start sort of like stalking the family and then they increase like a level of terror on the family <laughs> until there's like a showdown where somebody dies in a pool. Um, I actually don't know if anybody dies in a pool in Pacific Heights. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? I thought, are you talking about the one where Samuel L. Jackson is the bad no, neighbor? No, same idea though. Okay. That's a, it's, it has a name. It's like Sunset yeah, it's called, Park. Like, the Neighbor or something. No, I think it's called like Sunset Park. Or, okay. Magnus, can you find out what the movie is with Samuel L. Jackson? He's like a cop. Yeah, yeah, And he yeah. lives next to like, and it's yeah. like a race thing. He's, it's like a white couple lives next yeah. door to him and he like hates it's, them. It's uh, Patrick, what's oh, yeah, the actor who's, I uh, can't think of his last not name. Patrick, not Patrick Dempsey. No. Anyhow, that's, oh, oh, uh, yes, the guy who yeah. looks like. He's in Fargo. He looks like another actor. Yes. He I looks, love that actor. Yeah, Patrick Wilson is his that's name. Yeah. He's also in the Watchmen movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He plays uh, uh, the Night Owl. Yeah. It's his character. Yeah. At any rate, uh, Patrick Wilson looks like another actor who I can't think of right now. Um, I always get them confused. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, <clears throat> Pacific Heights, I think Michael Keaton is in it. I'm trying to remember this one. I, I don't... want to say it's set in San Francisco. I think okay. Pacific Heights is an area of San Francisco. Okay. Uh, and it's like, I think Michael Keaton might be the bad guy or he's the husband of the woman. It's huh. like it's like the same premise. It's like a couple. The, the Samuel Jackson one is they live separately. Yeah. But in Pacific Heights, he's like a tenant. They have a house, like a duplex or okay. something. And he moves in and they can't evict him and he becomes, he, he gets crazy. Yeah. And he starts stalking them and doing all kinds of messed up stuff. And then I think there is a showdown. 
Mm-hmm. At any rate, not related. Did you get any Pacific Heights style cases? Um, there was a <clears throat> case about a living situation uh, similar to that. Mm. Um, <laughs> it was a rape case. Okay, those are shot in the dark, by the way. <laughs> I had no idea that you would actually uh, say that you Sort ha- of. I mean, like I said, most of the cases were oh. either drug or um, some sort of theft or maybe like uh, assault or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, there was a couple really like weirdly memorable ones. One where it was like someone shot someone. Um, but the other one, and this this is something that like this case has sort of haunted me for a long time. Uh-oh. It was. Um, Are you allowed to talk about this? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was like come a arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a questioning. Yeah, I wasn't but, allowed to talk about it at the time. Sure, but now um, these people are put away, or you let them go, or whatever. Um, yeah. Okay, so tell me about this case that's haunted you. So uh, it was a, a rape case, okay. um, and it was this woman. And they bring her in, and she's an African-American woman, maybe in her 30s, maybe her 20s. Um, And she was living with this guy, and they had an arrangement where she was living with him rent-free in exchange for occasionally having sex with him. And um, one day she was getting ready to go. It was like Sunday morning. She was getting ready to go to church. And he came in. He's like, let's have some sex. And <laughs> she was like, no, I don't want to right now. And he forced himself on Wow. Her. That's and, a crazy situation. Yeah. That kind of combines a bunch of things that are really nuts. Right. And so and then they, they had the guy come in. And it was sort of this like shocker because the guy came in and he was this old guy, like way older than her. Like he seemed like in, he was in his 50s or 60s, um, kind of portly guy. Really? Yeah. And um, wow. it was just like one of these things where like this was not the guy that we were expecting to is see that, at all. Is that arrangement legal or would that be considered, is that considered prostitution uh, in, a, in a court? Would anybody like, is that, how do you look at something like that? I mean, I mean, you know, I, I don't think anyone would get arrested for prostitution on, on that alone. Right, right. But It's just like a really weird relationship. Yeah. And so, you know, and he sort of denied it. He said that they were in a consensual relationship and they were friends and that that morning they just had a little lover's quarrel and it was definitely not rape or anything. Yeah. And um, I don't know, man. I feel like, but she pressed charges. Yeah, she pressed charges, and she. I mean, she <laughs> like was his very. Defense doesn't really hold up if, like, you go to the trouble of pressing charges. It's pretty right. Um, like, it seems like it's more trouble than it's worth for everybody if it was like just a little spat. Right. So this was one of the few cases that the jury ended up dismissing outright. Oh, really? And it was just, you know, it was. Was that it, you have to be unanimous or just majority? It's just majority rules oh, okay. for an indictment. Okay. Um, and. It was it was a pretty divisive one, and it was it left me feeling really bummed out because it was you know it was this a lot of people were arguing well she put herself in this bad position mm. she didn't have the right to say no if he wanted to have sex with her because she mm. you know she had already agreed to this That's you know not, living arrangement and That's it just sort right. of you know and there was it had come up that she had uh, kids who didn't live with her like they were in foster care or something and people were like well. You know, why don't her kids live with her? Is there something wrong with her? Like right. she's she's bad news. And it was just it was That's like this was exactly what goes on in the sort of jury room when people are voting 
to dismiss rape cases. Right. And it was really disheartening to see it, it's, it's happen in real life. It's interesting to hear you describe that because I always, I feel like we're in a real bubble. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody you know and everybody I know, and frankly, a lot of people, you know, the New York lifestyle. Or what, uh-huh. did, what did Ted Cruz call it? New York life, I like lifestyle. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, New York values. Yeah. You know, people with New York values. Uh, <laughs> You know, we are in kind of this, like, you think, like, everybody thinks the way I do. Like, everybody has the same opinion. Like, right. Everybody would see this situation the same way. And then you encounter, obviously, this happens on the internet constantly. This is actually a good segue into something I want to talk about. But, yeah. you know, it's weird when you encounter it in real life and you're like, somebody thinks the exact opposite of what you think. Yeah. Or doesn't see a situation that seems so clear to you. I mean, I guess this is, like, the obviously the cause of all the great conflicts. But, you know, I remember, um, you know, meeting somebody who was just, like, Christian, right-wing conservative and mm-hmm. like talking to that person and going like wow everything in the world that i see one way you see the opposite way and so in all of these situations where we would have to make a decision on something we would have completely different it's just odd to me i feel like everything's so obvious yeah i guess that's the that's the problem with people's opinions yeah is that you think it's your opinion is obvious like i was like making fun of the uh, republican candidates i was like i actually feel bad for republican voters because there's like there's like really not like one, maybe John Kasich. I don't know. Maybe there's really mm. not one guy who seems normal. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then somebody was like, why do you feel sorry for us? Cause we have such great candidates and you've got like a socialist and a liar. And I was like, wow, like your <laughs> reality is so crazy. Like you're like, yeah, Marco Rubio, that guy seems pretty tight or Trump. He could be president. Anyhow. Yeah. So, but that does, I want to talk about something. Oh, well, anyways, I became, oh, sorry, I I'm sorry. became <laughs> friends with, <laughs> I, mean, I forgot there was a whole other story that was not related to this. So because it was this two week long stint, there was, there was uh, three other women on this jury. I mean, the, the interesting thing is if you go do, have you ever done jury duty? Uh, I have gone. I was dismissed. Okay. They said that yeah, the, they said I looked, they said I had a face that looked biased. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant, but uh, they dismissed me um, and I went home. Well, grand jury is also a weird one because like you cannot get dismissed from grand jury. Like they're like you can defer it, but you you're not getting dismissed. Like they I don't... actually but grand jury sounds interesting to me. Was it boring or was it interesting? Um it, no, it was fascinating. Um by the second week it's brutally depressing. Really? Um it starts off super fascinating because you're like, wow, like I'm getting to learn so much about how the criminal justice system works. Like yeah. these cases are kind of interesting. And then it's just I mean the the fact is crime is really depressing. Um <laughs> yeah, I, like, think, I think most crime is depressing. I think um, that's true. You know, most of it is people in bad circumstances doing like, you know, it's like teenagers ripping off an iPod from another teenager or something yeah. like that. Did that case like um, that? Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch was of it cases an like iPod? That. Yeah, I think like a phone weird. or something, or okay, like you know, there's say, a couple. couple it's an cases. iPod seems a little like a data well, drive. It was. I mean, this was five years ago or something. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, it's 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 yeah, a crime bummer. is crime is obviously very depressing. Yeah, people are driven to crime by you know it's bad, not good things that drive people to crime. It's yeah. not like hey, you know, it'd be hilarious is like if we rob somebody. Most people aren't like that mm-hmm. would be a good time. Yeah, they're like I need money. Yeah, you know, and then they're robbing somebody. Yeah, that's why I've been done all my robins. Robbings, is that what you call them? Robberies. Robberies, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so anyhow, so you became friends with this woman. Yeah, there was like a couple other, I mean, so Jury Duty is like, it is a real slice of Brooklyn. Like if you're you're doing it, it is like, it's one of everything, you know? It's like, there's- (laughs) That's what I get on my hot dogs in Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah, you know, there's there's like the, you know, the plumber from Bay Ridge. There's like the 18-year-old black girl from, you know, wherever. There's like- you know, some uh, weird whole, old white lady, like the whole Brooklyn. It's a whole Brooklyn, and there was three other sort of <laughs> white girls in their twenties or thirties, um, you know, around my same age, and we ended up sort of 
hanging together, you know, because, uh, you know, we're into white power and stuff like that. <laughs> because you hate people of um, other races. Yeah, uh, yeah. I get it. Sure. Well, um, and we end up like oh, having lunch. Birds of a feather yeah. flock together. I get it. Um, you're white. They're white. Next thing you know, you're friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, that's doing doing dirty duty in this kind of thing is almost kind of like, you know, it's like summer camp or something where it's like, right. you know, uh, repeated. Ex- <laughs> right. Because if you have to go, because a lot of people will do like jury duty where they're like, oh, I was on a. A robbery case or whatever, and mm-hmm. it was like a three day trial or yeah. something. It like it resolved really quickly. Like I haven't met. I, I know. I know. Maybe one or two people who've actually served like an actual, like a long jury duty with like a real crime that uh-huh. was very serious. But it seems like everybody usually goes in for like, oh, there was a fender bender, yeah, and yeah, a, yeah. you know, whatever. This is like two weeks. Yeah. So you're gonna hang out with. You're gonna get to know people. Yeah, and there's, there's kind of a lot of downtime between because you're doing like. So many different cases. There's a lot of Are like these full breaks. days. These weren't part time days. No, they're full days. So, so you go in at what time? Nine. It's okay. like nine to five. Nine to five. Yeah. Oh, you get paid for this. No. Uh, no. You get like some kind. Of, don't you get some kind of like nominal? Uh, I th- so I was lucky enough at the time that I was at a job that had paid jury duty leave. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, I think they gave you up to two weeks if you got called for jury duty. They weren't gonna like not pay you. You don't. Yeah, you don't think about that. I think. I mean, it's it's it's. It varies job to job. Um, I was at a big company. I was at Warner Brothers, um, which is part time Warner, yeah. and they had like you know. I got a lot of great. I got a lot of, a lot of great uh, paraphernalia when you were at Warner Brothers. Yeah, I got a Batman, yeah. <laughs> Batman bust. I yeah. have in my office. I got some DVDs. Yeah, it's like stuff they were throwing out. I think. Is yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I was working in the merchandise uh, right. stuff. Like, we don't and need so, these Batman busts anymore. Yeah, I mean, what would end up happening is like we would have like one thing left at the warehouse, and they'd be like, "This isn't worth like keeping in stock because." Like, let's just get it off the site. Right. And then they'd be like, yeah, let's, you know, let's just eliminate, liquidate this, whatever. Cool. Very cool. Um, hey, their loss is my gain. Yeah. Or maybe someone bought it, but they returned it, but the package was ripped, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we'd give them a refund, but oh, you can't. Yeah, I didn't get a box with that Batman uh, bust now that I think of it, really? Katie. I'm no, sure it came, came with a box. That one was, I think, yeah. No, it uh, came in a box. Yeah. Um, I was dismayed, though, to learn that you couldn't put it on. It's yeah. just for show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just when you just want to have Batman's head with no no face in it, just <laughs> just the mask. Yeah. You know, well, it's, but yeah, you can't it's just wear his it. Head. It's you the can't wear it. Cowl the cowl is the name. That's right. Yeah. The cowl. The back cowl. Yeah, the back cowl. <laughs> Anyhow, so wait, so you, you made friends at Jerry Duty. Um, I became friendly with these these four other girls. Yeah. From three other girls from Jerry Duty. And one of the assistant DAs, so we had, a, there were a bunch of different assistant DAs would come in and present the cases. And one of them never presented a case, but he was just kind of like, he would come in and help give us instructions about what we were supposed to do mm-hmm. and like kind of basically. Kind of a know, young guy, looked a little bit like Patrick Wilson. Um, he was incredibly good looking. Really? So I mean, oh, wow. one thing I learned is almost all the assistant DAs were incredibly good looking. Really? Like really? I thought it was a joke on Law and Order that like they always had the most like hot yeah. lawyers. I yeah. like I was like, this it's is like unrealistic. Benjamin Bratt was the yeah, lawyer. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um but it turns out is like he a lawyer? I don't know. I think that it's a kind of like entry level job for recent law grads. For to, hot for hot guys. <laughs> yeah, to be or to be doing like, you know, these quickie indictments for the state like right. prosecution. It's not like a full prosecution. You're just doing these things and like a right. lot of them were like young and great looking. They're like in their little suits or well dressed. Mm-hmm. So well the one guy was wow. Very charming, very hot, and he would like come and like sometimes sit and have lunch with us. It definitely and stuff was like a that. thing, right? This oh, is a yeah. pickup for him. Right? Oh like, yeah, yeah. And after you know, and he was just you know 
know, friendly and nice during the trial. But as soon as it ended, he we, we were going to go all go out for, for drinks. And he was like, hey, uh, let me join up with you. And wow. so he came and had drinks with us. Wow. Um, and that was actually fascinating because since our stint was over, he kind of gave us some of the like gossip that we didn't have because a lot of times you're make, yeah. making these indictments like, oh you know that guy you let off definitely guilty no he definitely said that <laughs> really? at some point yeah like there was there was one oh, guy geez. who we let off and i fought really hard to get him let off oh um and he was like oh yeah that guy was guilty as hell like, oh man don't put, was, don't put katie on your jury I guess. yeah i think what ends up happening is like there's certain evidence they can't show you course, or stuff yeah, like that right. it's it's very frustrating doing these because you you're only you know you're only getting half a story. Sure. Um, and well, we've uh, all seen the Good Wife. Yeah. You know how it goes down. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but right. anyways, he ended up he ended up fucking one of the girls. Later. Whoa! <laughs> did not see that coming. Yeah, it was. I mean, what a what a beautiful thing. Wow. Yeah. You know, and did they date or was it no, just a one night? No, thing? I think it was. Uh, I don't think wow. it lasted. And on that shocking yeah. reveal at the end of the jury duty story, I'm gonna, we're going to take a break. I'm gonna we're going to do a quick ad and then we'll be back. With more Katie, we're going to talk about the internet with Katie Natopoulos in a second. Look, you know you should be investing your money for the long term. You've probably wondered how you should do it. You've probably asked friends and family. You've probably annoyed a lot of people with your questions. Trying to do it yourself, especially the right academically proven way, is complex and time-consuming and uh, look, you don't have you don't have the space in your life for that. You're a busy person. You got things to do. You got a life to lead. Luckily, Wealthfront makes it easy for anyone to get access to world class long term investment management. It's an online automated service that invests your money for you, which is what you want. You know, you want your money to be invested for you. You don't want it to be invested for someone else. That would be silly. Whether you're investing for retirement or a different long term goal, Wealthfront automatically rebalances your portfolio and invests your dividends all commission free. It's transparent and accessible. You can view all of your accounts in one place, whether they're personal, joint, or retirement. And you can see every trade that Wealthfront makes on your behalf in your dashboard anywhere you go, on your desktop, or in your pocket with the mobile app. Probably also works on tablets and also uh, maybe on laptops, I would imagine. With Wealthfront, you pay less than 5 bucks a month to invest a $30,000 account. You don't have to have much to get started either. You can open an account with as little as $500. Tens of thousands of people across the country have signed up already. In fact, Wealthfront manages over $2.6 billion in client assets and has grown over 20 times in the past two years. So go to Wealthfront.com slash tomorrow to see your free personalized investment portfolio. You'll see the customized allocation they recommend for your profile. And just for tomorrow, listeners, if you sign up to invest, Wealthfront will manage your first 15 grand entirely free of charge for life. That means in addition to never paying commissions or any hidden fees, you also won't pay any management fees to have that first 15000 invested. Claim your offer today at Wealthfront.com slash tomorrow. For compliance purposes, I have to tell you that Wealthfront Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risk, and there's the possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read the full disclosure. What? That Lake, I was, I was remembering it was something called Lakeview. Lakeview Terrace is. The I wanted name. to say like Lakeview Drive, yeah, but that's isn't yeah. that the street in Chicago? I don't know. That's like the, maybe. Let's put in the valley. Okay. Lakeview Terrace yeah. in the valley. And Pacific Heights is where? Is it in San Francisco somewhere? At, at any rate, very similar names. Yeah, they're just like places. Yeah. Uh, that's the film with Samuel L. Jackson where he terrorizes mm-hmm. a young couple next door. Uh, we're back with Katie Natopoulos. Uh, and uh, I want to talk about you. Re- you wrote 
The mm-hmm. only end of year list that I read on the internet. Thank you, Josh. Because I think end of year lists are bullshit. Um, I read your. It was the. I think it was the twenty worst things on the internet. Oh no no no! Fifteen worst. Fifty. Fifty worst. Gotta things go. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. When, when it comes to a full year, you got it. You got to go big or go home. So I was reading it, and I have to say there were some awful things. I mean, like, it's weird to me because here's the thing. It's mm-hmm. okay. Actually, I want to go back a little bit. Okay. Like when we go back to like, and we talked about this in the last podcast, like your history on the internet a yeah. little bit. I think we talked about, uh, sorry, I missed your party and some oh, other yeah. stuff. But like, if you go back to like Katie on the internet, she is like, uh, I mean, in many ways before I knew Katie, I knew her work on the, well, I mean, I knew you before I knew the work, but I felt like I knew you through the work more than I, I knew you as a person. Hmm, okay. That's that's frightening because I think that I'm like a pretty normal person. You're very but normal the, in person. You're not normal. The, you're not normal on the internet. <laughs> and but like to me it's like a more pure form of internet than mm-hmm. like we see most of the time now. Like your what you were doing, like sorry I missed your party was a very it felt very organic and natural to the internet mm-hmm. where it's like finding things yeah. and like marrying them to like a different frame of thinking yeah. is like a very internet way of confronting what's out in the world. Yeah. That's like the me- memes are like basically f- f- either found things or created things that are just like putting this weird frame on them. But um, your own frame on them rather. Uh, but so, you know, you went to BuzzFeed and yeah. early on BuzzFeed was a lot crazier than it is now. Yeah. Like, early yeah. on BuzzFeed was way more crazy. There was way more like user generated stuff. I mean, I know there's still stuff like that. I don't yeah. see as much of it, I guess. And it just was like a much rawer, weirder, un, it was, wasn't as well defined. I feel like, and BuzzFeed news didn't exist and all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to BuzzFeed, like, I feel like right around the time when everybody knew you for like doing these really weird, sometimes like kind of fucked up things on the internet. Yeah. They were like really, some were like really fucked up, like in a good, funny way, but you know, Mm -hmm. we're disturbing. Um, you used to do something on Twitter that I thought was great where you would find people. And now this is very common, but I feel Mm -hmm. like you pioneered this thing where you would find people saying horrible things. And you'd retweet them. Yeah. It like you'd find a phrase that people were saying. Uh-huh. Right. And like yeah, yeah, yeah. you would like find people, all these people saying like something really racist or something really stupid or like misusing a word or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, you know, you might find people saying um, uh, all intensive purposes. Right. Instead yeah. of all intensive purposes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you ever did that, but that's as an example. I never did that specifically, but, Anyhow, but yeah, so, sort of like that. So and now you do like you do like on BuzzFeed, like you do a lot of like mature adult content. I don't mean it for adults. I mean, like you do like <laughs> stuff like it's like a story about something or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But then every once in a while you do like this list, which to me is like an old uh-huh. Katie list. Well, I do this. I do the end of the year list. Every year. So I think this is the fir- fourth one we've done. Now, right. I, I also do it with three other people. So I do sure. it with you my want to take all uh, the credit. Ryan Broderick, who is my co-host yeah. on the Internet Explorer podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Holderness, uh, who is also a longtime BuzzFeed employee. Um, and another guy, Josh Fielstad, who's a long, another longtime yeah. BuzzFeed employee. Who's and the ringleader? Are you not the ringleader? I, we, we, all, we all work on it. Yeah. Um, okay. And we actually, you know, for this, because it's four people, it's kind of difficult to you know, do one list for a group of people, but we, sure. we set up a, a chat room and separate, separate Slack room, yeah, or whatever. separate Slack room. And we're all, you know, dropping links, dropping links. So you must in. see some terrible shit. Oh yeah. I mean, you must really see some nasty stuff during so that. So we also, if, if you're interested, I am. um, 
and you're like, I can't wait until next December to see terrible things on the internet. I can't. The four of us run a Tumblr year round called Worst Things on the Internet. Tumblr. Com. I didn't know that. And how did I not know that? I don't know. You get I don't, that out there. The problem is, is like I can't advertise it that much, like uh, because it's extremely NSFW. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like really bad. Worse yeah, than the stuff like, in the list. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that Tumblr that we have determined is too bad for too um, hot for TV. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's we have certain guidelines. What's it called? Worst things on the internet. Worst things on the internet. I'm just dot, writing this down. Dot right Tumblr. Now. Com. Okay. Um, things. Go on. Uh, you know, I mean, well, the the worst things on the internet list for BuzzFeed, we 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 approach this very, you know, with a lot of thought behind it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it can't just be gross, um, you know, because there's plenty of gross stuff. <laughs> got to go deeper. You got to go deeper. Um, you know, maybe it's a mix of some purely gross stuff and also some stuff that's like cringy, like embarrassing. Like it's not mm-hmm. gross, but mm-hmm. it makes you like ugh, cringe. And there's, and there's some stuff that I thought was like in poor taste. Like politically or uh, like racist stuff. I feel like you had some racist stuff in there, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that we avoid doing stuff that's like overtly racist just because it's like that to me, that doesn't necessarily qualify as being of the internet. That's right. just. Wasn't there some, but I feel like there was something that was like uh, a little more political on the list this year. Um, I mean, maybe. I think that one of the things that, you know, to me, it feels like it fits very well into this category and is slightly the it has a racial problematic element to it. Uh, there was a music video of this young sort of 12 year old boy. And it's this high production value music video, kind of like Rebecca Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like someone's doing this kid video kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he's singing as a sort of like. 50s swing style uh, version of Fetty Wap's uh, Trap Queen. Oh, man. I, uh, I did not see that. I mean, I somehow either. Is that on the list? Uh, that is on the list. I must have not watched the video. I, I guess. Some of those I just highly recommend to yeah. anyone to please watch this video. Okay. But it's this sort of like chubby little blonde kid yeah. singing this. And he's like wearing like a suit and sort of like singing it like kind of like Michael Buble. Like the song 50s. is Trap Queen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is about. Um, making and selling drugs right um and there's just an element to it where you just you you just it's so cringy yeah that sounds terrible you just want to say this kid like who thought this was a good idea i must have seen it but like just read the description or whatever and not watch the video yeah that really sounds bad but one of the things that stood out to me is that on the list there's a lot of like for lack of a better term, sex stuff on the oh, list. Yeah. There's yeah. like, there's like, a, a, I don't know. There's like some furry stuff on there. Mm-hmm. There's like some other. I wouldn't call it furry, but it's like on the, uh, in a similar vein as furry. It's like yeah, in the yeah. realm of like role playing. There's well, like because, I think there's some horse stuff. Yeah, furries aren't bad in and of themselves, <laughs> right. but occasionally furries do stuff that they is do bad ridiculous. Yeah, so um, so like I guess this is my question: like, how do you draw the line between? Well, there's a couple of things. Yeah. First is like, <clears throat> do you ever worry that you're laughing at people and not with them? I mean, they're probably not, a lot of these people probably aren't laughing. Right. And I'm curious to hear if you hear from people that you've put on lists like that. And then the second piece, well, I'll let you answer mm. that one first, and I'll get to the second question. Do, do, do you um, ever hear like are, do people like write you and they're like how how could you do this to me? I'm trying to think back in years past if that has come up. Um, I believe short answer is no. It's really possible? You think they couldn't definitely get not this year or what? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, uh, there, there's look. 
we're not just anyone smacking up a list of 50 gross crap, you know? Right. This, this is, there's a reason that we're you professionals have to see guys here. On Reddit. We are, we are, you know, these things are all vetted whether or not, you know, we feel that these are okay to post. Uh, yeah. We make sure that we're finding the most original source links, um, that they're, you know, available from a it's place. It's a clinical that can post. process. Um, yeah, we always make sure that they're actually from the date range. There was a couple heartbreaking misses uh, that came in like late December. That's terrible. And we had to not allow them. But um, those, I assume, went on worse things on the internet. Dot com. Worst things on the internet. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. You should get the real domain. You could probably get it. I mean, I'm not sure this is a pursuit I want to invest money into. <laughs> really? Um, well, you've certainly invested time. I mean, I will say that on the Tumblr, it is a lot more focused on uh, genitalia. Oh, really? Um, okay, because there was some genitalia stuff oh, yeah. in your list. I mean, one thing that we've learned <laughs> from doing this is uh, a, a somewhat. I mean, in the in the past four years, we've been doing this. BuzzFeed has. Uh, changed its technology a little bit and yeah. one of the big advantages is we now have an option to click to reveal an NSFW yeah. video yeah. or image. They probably started working on that when you got to Buzzfeed. <laughs> right? they're, so, like, they're like, okay, uh, we need a technology, yeah. some technological way of preventing people from right. seeing this. Um, and Interesting. So it used to just be that like, okay, well we either have to mark this NSFW and just let people risk it or right. like, let's do it. And honestly, I think the click to reveals are, are a lot of fun because you read the description of what it's going to be. Right. And sometimes you're like, I, I understand in theory what this is. And then you see the picture and it's, it's still gross as you right, out. Right. Right. Um, I think I had a couple of those while reading the list Yeah, where I felt pretty unhappy um, <laughs> with the way things had turned out. Our, our sort of data scientists have gone and um, looked at posts and, what ends up happening is that, you know, I think conventional wisdom is that, oh, people don't want to look at gross stuff, especially at work, or they won't share gross stuff. Sure. Um, is that, that the conventional wisdom? I th- yeah, I think so. Because I feel like the internet was sort of is built on people sharing. Sort of, but I think that like. Inappropriate things. Yeah, but it's also like, well, you know, people people don't want to seem like they're. NSFW exists for a reason. Right. Um, but we found that on this sort of year-end list, the the click through rate of the click to reveal is, is like some of the highest through the roof. Yeah, Interesting. Um, the people people just ha- like what a cool metric. Everyone to has have. to click and and find out what that's it really, is. That's real engagement right there. Yeah, that's monetizable engagement. Yeah. Now, can you monetize to other ads on that story? No, there's right. No, there's not. <laughs> like put the no ad tag or whatever on there. Um, actually, we do. We have. There is also a tag that is like um, for things that are quote unquote sensitive. Yeah. You can have it so that no ads run on the sidebar that's next smart. to it. I think that's smart because I think that also it's like, like Clorox would be pretty bummed if it was like right. <laughs> Although Clorox, Clorox is somewhere. It's like you know, or like Tide would be mm-hmm. great because there's undoubtedly some things that are really dirty. In that, that yeah. to me is a, yeah, is a that to me is a custom ad opportunity, right? Yeah, like that should be sold to like Tide. Yeah, it's like get, or like Charmin. It's like get yeah, it's like get clean after after you're done with yeah. this post, you're gonna want to feel especially clean. Yeah. Yeah. Charmin, Charmin is a perfect. Yeah, perfect. Charmin likes to go right up to the line. I think they're the ones yeah. who are always like <sighs> the bear, kind of like wiggling its butt, right and you're like you're, ta- you're talking about feces there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, they, well, we've gotten much more comfortable in this war, in this country, at least with. Uh, discussion a discussion of about pooping do you think we have oh yeah i mean you've got the commercial with the british girl with the with the with the uh moist 
wipes or whatever who's oh. like uh, who's like harassing people outside of a bathroom. Mm. Yeah, have you not seen this? I've seen. It that. might be Charmin. Magnus, no, you I, know, don't you? Who, what, what, I uh, thought that was actually for the poopery um, <laughs> product, which is a <laughs> you. It's a. Did you spray. make this up? No, no, no. It's um, it's a spray you spray in the toilet bowl, and it's supposedly like. Eats the odors of uh, your uh, poop as it goes yeah. into the water, which I would argue is just put that in the water. A step back of <laughs> you know that's well, very yeah, aggressive. I think I think it's a, there's a lot more conversation about mm. about uh, people shitting in general yeah. at, at this point in yeah, the world. You know, I, I welcome mean, it. I mean, they didn't used to have ads for for like you know, are you sure you're like people coming out of the bathroom like, are you sure you're clean enough? Try these, and it's yeah. like they're handing them like a product to yeah. wipe their ass with. Yeah, that's a pretty new thing. Yeah, and yet weirdly, we don't really have like we don't really do, you don't really see a lot of condom commercials still. They could advertise, but I guess it's kind of like why advertise it? Everybody's going to get them anyhow. Yeah, you know. I guess there's more now. They have like lube ads. Like there never used to be lube ads on television. I remember it's a like, really recent thing. Yeah, I remember a lot of radio ads for for condoms. Do you remember yeah, there was I mean, like, I, and I feel like they still have them. Uh, where there's like a character Trojan Man. Yeah, Trojan Man. And he's, he got, like, he's got a song. Yeah, yeah, Trojan Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like being a kid and People not really so stupid. understanding <laughs> what condoms really were and. So and thinking that like, Trojan man sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I gotta get some Trojan. See what this is all about. Um, so anyhow, so getting back to your worst things on the internet uh-huh. list. Um, so do you, so do you ever feel? Is there any guilt? Do you ever feel guilty when you're posting that stuff? Do you ever feel like I'm I'm hurting somebody by doing um, this, or are you just uh, do are you numb to that sort of? No, and it's not that I'm numb. I mean, like I said, you know, I think that you know we're we're professionals here, and when <laughs> we are uh, choosing these items, that that is one of the considerations that goes into it. Is yeah. is this you're purely mocking some? Are you mocking someone for something that like I don't know is is a thing that shouldn't be mocked like? Yeah. Yeah. Or are you mocking them for something that they kind of did something stupid they and they yeah. can kind of see it coming? Yeah. I guess some of it, the, some of the shocking stuff is that they, that people put it on the internet to begin with. Right. They're like, hey, let me share this openly to everybody. Right. It's like they just have a really bad sense of judgment right. on what would be good to show people and not mm-hmm. show people. Like, actually, <laughs> let's talk about these um, girls, these college girls. Mm-hmm. This is a big story for you in yeah. 2015. They did. Uh, how would you describe it? the cough syrup? Oh, um, I'm sorry. Did you not know what college girls I was talking about? I don't. About? I actually don't believe they're college girls. Oh, they're not college um, girls. I, I, they're just girls. They're they're younger. Young, they're young women. Younger I, I, than college or like I out think, of college? I think they're out of college. Okay. Um, I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Uh, I they're in their early twenties. Um, I, I can't tell if I'm exposed to this more because I because we are. Uh, family and uh-huh. I'm just in your circle or if everybody is getting exposed to the things like to things like this. So there are these two women yeah. and uh, shout out to them. Freak mommy and little baby bitch are okay. their names on Twitter. <laughs> okay. And they posted some pictures of uh, freak mommy posted them on, was, t- on Twitter, on Twitter of little baby bitch and their other friend, butt chugging cough syrup. Mm. Hold on a second. <laughs> Can you explain to our uh, listener mm-hmm. what butt chugging means? Right. So butt chugging <laughs> uh, has existed as a trend for a couple of years. I remember we wrote about it on BuzzFeed, you know, back in like 2012 or something. A trend. Um, I mean, it's one of these trends, like, it's not really a trend, but it's kind of funny to write about on the internet. And mm-hmm. like, maybe a couple people actually did it. Mm-hmm. The idea is that um, you... 
ingest alcohol by putting it up your butt uh-huh. instead of drinking it. And, uh-huh. it was, and do you have to be upside down for that? Or you use uh, some sort of thing that shoots it up there? What, I, you, what the, is the process? The original way I saw it uh, was like frat boys doing it where they would kind of use like a funnel in a tube and uh-huh. they would put the tube up their butt and maybe like maybe like lie down or something and then someone would pour like beer but into people were, it. People were doing this like on their own. Is that is that what I'm supposed to understand? Right. I mean, I think it was like, like somebody's like it was a dare or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like, a, you know, a trend that was a little bit overblown because it's I mean, the phrase butt chugging is so funny that it's like, <laughs> how can you not want to talk about right, it? Sure, um, but it's like a couple of people ever did it. And then it became like a thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's definitely dangerous because, you know, you can get more drunk faster by ingesting yeah. it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, Seems like that would be. One of the problems with yeah. <laughs> like is the alcohol. <laughs> right. Not like the biggest problem to me. That doesn't seem like the number one problem is how drunk you get. It seems like there may be other issues. Really? Because I, I feel like, you know, I honestly. Know. It, seems like be a, it seems like that's not. It seems like it would be messy. Messy, big, big problem. But, honestly, but also, like, probably it seems not like that much more messy than a regular funnel. But it seems like that part of your body probably shouldn't get like the alcohol first. Right. No, that I mean, that's why you know, it's I mean, dangerous. Like, like from a health perspective, I'm not even talking about like from a drunkenness perspective, but mm-hmm. just like you probably don't want the alcohol hitting your asshole straight away and your and your intestines. Like, right. You know what I mean? It just seems like the wrong direction. Yeah. I think we can agree that it's physically the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. Well, the problem is that it, it absorbs yeah. into your bloodstream oh, much boy. faster and, yeah. you know, it hasn't processed through. It's like snorting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these two brave young women, uh, they butt chugged yeah. uh, cough syrup. Cough syrup. Which is like. Which is like, you know, like to get fucked up. Yeah. Not because they were sick. No, no, not because it was like, I have such a cold and really this NyQuil isn't doing it for me. What if I ingest it through my anus? Um and, you know, I mean, the thing the thing that was really compelling is they had these pictures of yeah. them doing it. And the pictures are just fantastic. Pictures. Be- yeah. Okay. So um, pictures. Oh, that's how I pronounce it. Uh, yeah. And I... I well, you're from, uh, you're from Massachusetts. Look, I, I do not accept any criticism you're, about the way I pronounce the word picture. Pictures. So. Pictures. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll say Why it how it, I want do it. Do you think the C is not important in the word? What no. Do you, what does no. it No. You know what? Like the, you? the English language is fluid, man. Yeah, you true. know? It's like you understand what it's I'm true. talking in 50, about. In 50 years, we won't, we won't even say the word picture. You didn't think I was talking about... A, a jug of lemonade. Oh, when I thought, I said I thought that you word. were actually. Thought yeah. you were. I, no, I, I was. I had to clarify because okay. I wasn't sure. But uh, in this situation, yeah. when you're talking about somebody butt chugging, yeah. there could be a pitcher involved. <laughs> so, so I think this is a, a special case. Okay. Normally, I think I would have been like, I'm saying that she's like a picture. Point. So That's in this case, maybe you should say photos. Okay. And uh, and. Uh, in picture. I, you know, I'm just going to say pics okay. because picks, yeah. that, that's how I would type yeah, yeah. it out. Yeah, pics. Um, anyway, so they're, so they're, they're just, they're really beautiful pics. Um, <laughs> well, they're well shot. Right. Like they just, yeah. there's a certain like, mm. um, I mean, they're just crappy iPhone pics, but like, yeah. you well, know. The iPhone's a powerful photography tool. You can tell these girls are like kind of in like a punk warehouse. Like they're just, just kind of like. Do a, did anybody do like a shot on iPhone ad with these? Because I feel like that's a slam dunk. <laughs> I think that's a slam dunk Photoshop way to have it. Um, I, I would hey, Love to see that. Listeners of tomorrow, if you could do a mm-hmm. shot on iPhone, girls butt chugging cough syrup mm-hmm. ad and and tweet it my way, that'd be great. Yeah. Anyhow, go on. Um, so uh, these girls, I mean, you just have to admire them a little bit. Like I just saw this picture and like yeah, what I was like, you know, it, I think partly it's like. Um, Mm. You know, you don't expect women to be doing this. And mm, I love yeah. that they're breaking that gender Bra- barrier breaking through that glass ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, wait a second. Now, were they at a party with other people? Yes. So there were several people around. It wasn't yeah. just these two girls. Yeah. yeah. Out. So they're, they're how out. many people are at the party? Um, I don't know. I mean, 
at, you can't see in the pictures, right. but in, uh, <laughs> in, the, in, in the pics. You know what? I don't need. You know, I, the last thing I need is some man telling wow. me how oh, to talk. Oh, gonna, okay, that's, my, that's the thing I want to talk about next. So let's, <laughs> we'll get to the patriarchy in a second. Um, <laughs> Um, Anyhow, so, so, I, so I ended the, up talking the, to them. You spoke to the yes, girls, I, I to spoke, little baby bitch, and uh, what's the other one? Freak mommy. Freak mommy. So I spoke with Freak mommy for a while. Yeah. We had her as a guest on our podcast. Ugh, um, I haven't heard this episode. Oh, you got to hear. I got to listen to um, it because she the, physically came in. No, no, no. They're both in California. Skype. Um, it was just over the phone. Over the so phone, yeah. she is hilarious. Like. You know, you never really know what you're going to get when you have like a guest who has just done something weird on the internet. Yeah. Um, like wow. they, they might just be a creep and you have... can see their asses in the photos or is it just sort of like, are they clean, but you know what they're doing? So uh, what you can see and part of what makes the composition of these images so fantastic is a little baby bitch is doing like a handstand, like yeah. leaning up against the wall, uh-huh. kind of like, like twerking style. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And her friend is holding the, the NyQuil bottle up to her butt. Oh, and so it's straight bottle, is, bottle yeah, right in there. Pulling the, her underwear sort of to the side so you don't ever actually see asshole <laughs> yeah but you see some butt cheek yeah, yeah, yeah you know okay and so you see sort of under like and how's the butt i mean i've seen the pictures but i don't i didn't really study them um a great butt good it's butt? a great butt, good butt? okay yeah. good um, great and so i mean it's just they're amazing pictures yeah. um photos freak mommy uh is <laughs> just absolutely charming yeah. she was so she was hilarious. on the podcast she's on the podcast yeah. she was so funny and open about it, just happy and open willing to talk about yeah it. yeah to talk about it. Um, what does she do is she does she work does she have a, a career outside you know of I, I when someone comes on a podcast to talk about their experience butt chugging yeah you don't ask them what they do for a living because yeah. that Cause, doesn't cause matter because I, oh, I would think like did you have to like if you worked in an office and this became a phenomenon uh-huh. and on the weekend and you go in on Monday? See, I feel like it would be interesting to know. Maybe mm-hmm. next time you talk to her, you can get this information. Yeah. Like if she works at you know like a call center or something, or if she works at like a real estate place, or you know is a is a physician. You know, I <laughs> yeah. she I, might be a doctor. You don't know. I have <laughs> a feeling that um, she does not. She lives a life where she's not worried about people knowing about her exploits on the internet. Right. right. Um, is the sense I get from her. She's right. free, man. Okay. She's free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, she was great. Uh, I, I spoke to a little baby bitch, the one who actually ingested the cough syrup. She wasn't oh, able so to come it, it on. Only, the, it was only, so it wasn't both of them. That only did Freak it. Mommy was able to come on the podcast. No, but, uh, she, but Freak Mommy didn't also butch up. No, she just uh, documented. Yeah, she was there. The, she was documenting oh, I see, it. I see. I okay. see. Um, yeah. Little baby bitch was also hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I chatted with her a little bit, sort of, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, they're great. I. But they were owning it. No I shame. Mean, they, yeah. No shame. They I mean, want, they want people. To they know. did something phenomenal, and like, <laughs> did they? Yes. Do you they, really think that? Oh yeah. You think they did something phenomenal by butt chugging cough syrup? I think that. Do you think that's like that? Right? It's like, uh, oh, you know, like uh, the first black president, you know, and then uh, we, you know, cured polio or whatever. And then over here, there's the girls that did the butt chugging the cough syrup. Butt I mean, chugging. look, obviously those. <laughs> Things aren't on the same spectrum, right? (laughs) But you can't tell me that there is not something compelling and fascinating and novel and exciting about what they did. Uh, I mean, if if that wasn't true, we wouldn't be talking about it. I suppose that's true. Well, I sort of was backing into, no pun intended, (laughs) a conversation about 
you know, talking about like the shame factor or like the right. embarrassment factor of somebody who'd be, but like this is actually interesting because like, you're saying they fully embrace this. Oh yeah, they, I mean they they know it wasn't what they like did. they got they didn't expect to be picked up somewhere. They're happy they got picked up. Yeah, no, yeah. they they are American heroes and they know it. Wow. Shiros. <laughs> is that, a, is that like female a female heroes. hero? Shiro. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. And that brings me to my, I think what will have to unfortunately be our final topic for mm-hmm. the day, uh, which is the patriarchy. Yeah. Now you're a big, you're a big uh, fan of- The patriarchy. Love it. <laughs> you, hate, you hate the patriarchy. Do I? You're trying to rip it down. Oh, tear yeah. Tear it apart. Okay. Uh, you're a big fan uh, of female- You know female... what I say to you? I say, Mr. President, tear down that wall. Yeah. That you're, patriarchy you're wall. You're a fan of female empowerment. Sure. Who's you, not? You hate men. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, yes, but not for the reasons you'd think. Why do you hate men? Tell us, tell uh, us why. Tell you know, why. you'd think- By the way, men are hateable. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. They're the worst. It's not because I'm dis- of- I'm, I'm disgusted with myself on a daily basis. Yeah. It's not because of the- uh, you know, systemic male oppression or anything like that. No. It's purely a personal thing. Oh, okay. Um, I just think they have bad personalities and are not very fun or interesting to talk to. It, is, it is true. But you do have male friends. Yes. You have a lot of male friends, I do, actually. Yeah. So you've surrounded yourself with men that you feel defy the odds. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't say that all of them, I mean, I are, um, likable, good people. You wouldn't say that they're all likable, good people. No, but okay. that's not really a qualification I know, I think for I know, being my friend. When you say that, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, but, but you led a campaign uh, last year. Mm-hmm. To unfollow, it was unfollow a man. Yeah, where you did we talk about this in the last podcast? I don't think we did. I don't no, think we did. Where you, where you had, you were getting trying to encourage women to not follow men on Twitter. Yeah, and you well, unfollowed all men. Yeah, but now you're following men again. Uh, you yeah. slip back. I slip back. You know, eventually Why? It, was, it was about. Two, uh, I've been doing it for about two and a half years, and eventually it was just like. You got bored. <sighs> you got bored, didn't you? Um, it just men, it seemed like it cool. wasn't. It, I think at the end of the day, it wasn't really helping me do my work to not, um, you know, I mean, I, so I started it as an experiment and I was going to do it just for like a month. I was like, what, what happens like? if I unfollow all men on Twitter? Yeah. And so I'm only following women. Well, how many, how many people were you following? Like, how many people do you follow total? Uh, probably around 700. Okay. I mean, at the time it was, I used to sort of very strictly keep to 666. Wait, um, what? Yeah, I mean that's like a very cool thing to do to only follow six, six six people. Yeah, and it's when like one in, that? one out. What's that? That's what I do. Yeah. Do we have you talked lot, about this? A lot of people do that. To me, it's the greatest. Yeah. Have we talked about this? I don't think we've. Ever I've had. told people about it. I'm like, this is the solution to your problem. Yeah. It's like you follow six 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 because it's cool. Yeah. Because it's a cool number. Yeah. It's the mark of the beast. Of course. And then you just if you ever follow anybody else, you got to unfollow somebody. Exactly. So you keep it fresh. Yeah. You go down in the you go down at the back end right. of your list. And you're like, who the fuck? Why did I follow this person? Mm-hmm. They're out of there. You got a new person up on top. Is great. And the cycle goes on and on. Right. I mean, honestly, six 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 is a high number. I'd like to get it down, but there's no number that's cool as six. It's very true. I mean, four twenty, but that's oh, that's interesting. Four twenty, big while to go. More laid back. Six 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 is a really aggressive number. Like all the time, people tweeted me and they're like, "Uh, "Hey, you know, you're following six hundred sixty six people. Is that on purpose? What's up with that? Mm -hmm. Like they're worried that my soul is going to burn in the. I mean, it is, but not because of that. The infernal (laughs) hellfires. Yeah. Oh no, I'm, I'm going. If hell exists. I mean, I mean, this is like, you know, I don't think it does. Yeah. But if the computer program that we're living in is the simulation is programmed to end with you going to a heaven or hell yeah. based on some kind of like game that you played in your life in the simulation, mm-hmm. which is the only way that this works for me, then I definitely will go to the next part of the simulation. That's hell. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. Anyhow. Well, you know, I'll say this. Um, and I think you might appreciate this as Maybe. someone who has adhered to the one in one out. Yeah. Um, Best. Love it. 
And, you know, I was doing that too. But How do we never talk about this? I don't know. It's weird. I didn't know you did 666 I, Not anymore. Oh, I just can't stick with oh, it. Um, well, so what I realized is, you know, I had been following basically the same people for kind of a long time, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, mm-hmm. we've both been on Twitter since like, I don't know, 2008, 2009. Yeah, yeah. You know, 2008 is when I joined, I think. And so, like, you know, you kind of end up like... Most of those people are the same people you've been seeing for years. Boring. Um, Boring. And because if you know, because you know, you have to do one in, one out, you end up being really reluctant to follow new people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true because it becomes a kind of a chore, a management right. chore. Yeah. So you should make an app that like automatically finds the person you've least interacted with. Uh-huh. This is a free startup idea. It's a Twitter unfollow app. When you follow somebody, it f- algorithmically finds the person mm-hmm. who's least interested and you've least interacted with and gets them out of your list. Interesting. Just throw them out there. Um, That's a billion dollar idea right there. So, you know, when I unfollowed all men, you know, because it's also hard to unfollow people, you know, there's a little bit of like, there's a little bit of a social contract there. Sure, like, you get an email oh, from somebody, why did you unfollow Yeah, me? if you, we follow each other, then it's kind of an insult. You or like, especially DM if you know each next other. Thing you know. This has happened to me. Yeah. I go to DM somebody who I think we're both following each other and then they're not following me. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you know, it's like you can't be too butthurt about it, but it's like, you know, depending, people can be a little insulted or like whatever. Yeah, yeah. But so if you have this really arbitrary reason, like I'm just unfollowing all men, yes. then like no one can get their feelings clean, hurt. clean house. You know, and you unfollow half the people you're following. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're down to 300 people. Yeah. And then you can start following new people willy nilly. And yeah. that was actually That's really great. fun. Freeing. I should go back down to the bottom of the list and just like scrape 100 or so out of there and just start back up. Um, I mean, yeah, that w- for me, that was like the best part of the unfollow man experience was just all of a sudden completely like redoing what Twitter was. Yeah. Um, you know, your whole experience changes, your whole experience changes. I mean, Twitter's what you make of it. It's who you follow. So like, it's true. Um, if you think Twitter sucks and that maybe that's because you've been following the same people for seven years and maybe you know, that's so switch interesting. it up, that's, clean house, follow new people. That's such an interesting point. I, I've been trying to use Facebook more mm-hmm. and follow more people who I'm interested in and who I know and I like and yeah. you know, sort of like not try to build an, a, the exact same thing as I have on Twitter, but a similar set of interesting people who will share things. I feel like, though, Facebook's. Facebook feels so much more like there's a force moving that has nothing to do with all of the like it's not yeah. about what people put on it. It's like a force that moves like yeah. those things around. Yeah. And it just feels like I and it's interesting that you say this about Twitter because it's that I'm thinking about it now. It is like if you follow a couple of new people in a week's time, even just a few people who are active on Twitter, yeah. your whole you start to see all sorts of things you never saw before. Right. And you see less of other things that you've been seeing a lot of because you're not following those other people. That doesn't happen as much on Facebook. And I wonder if that's like some of the addictive quality of Twitter to me is like that feeling that it's so it's such a constant stream of like direct yeah. you know, flow. Yeah, that's just me thinking, just riffing, just thinking out loud. Okay, but you really, you really um, evoked a a thought in my mind. I mean, I would say that I if you can you evoke a thought for anyone who's been on Twitter for more than five years, I think it's worth it to like take an hour and go through your list and be like, let me change this up, like let me Smart. try something new because yeah. you know, I don't know, like it's if you've been listening to the same four hundred people for the past eight years, like. That's really annoying. It is annoying. Um, and they're, they're boring. It's true. I've actually unfollowed a lot of people pretty recently who were like, it's like I started following you and I like at AOL. Yeah. And like, man, I don't know why I've kept following you. It's just you're just back there. Yeah. And you see these links. You're like, where the fuck did this come from? And it's like some rando person. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point. Now, what about Peach, though? Now that Peach exists, isn't Twitter 
Twitter's, Twitter's over, man. Peach is where it's at. Is Twitter <laughs> dead? I don't know. You think Twitter can, is in for the long haul? Uh, sure. I mean, really? you want to talk about technology? Oh yeah. Um, really, I want to talk about technology as soon as you got in here. Um. I mean, I actually wonder because I used to think Twitter was really super duper important, and now it just seems like a really bad comment thread sometimes. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't want to be in. I don't want to be in this comment thread. Right. I mean, that's, maybe that's the people though. Yeah. I mean that. I mean that's sort of one of the things that ended up happening to me after unfollowing all men was that. You know, I realized, you know, after a year, like I, I intended to do it for a month and I was going to go back and then I just kind of kept going, letting it go for a while. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, I, I, you know, to be honest, like I missed some of the men, like there were people who were interesting sure. or funny whose tweets I no longer were seeing. Sure. Like drill. Um, yeah. You know, one of the best accounts. If you don't follow drill at drill, <clears throat> if you don't follow D R I L, if you mm-hmm. don't follow drill. You know, might as well not even be on Twitter. Exactly. As far as I'm concerned. Um, and so, the, you know, those kind of accounts were the things that, like, made Twitter really fun for me. You it's, know, it yeah. was, like, was drill. Twitter and, comedy. Twitter comedy is the, actually, like, the thing that I think is the best feature of Twitter is if somebody really knows how to use that platform for comedy. That is where it's at its absolute best. Yeah. All the rest of the shit is basically noise. Yeah. It's like people trying to have conversations and they can't have conversations or people trying to share stuff and it's, like, not really a very good share. I will say this. And then I think we have to wrap up. I have one final point to make about Twitter. Uh-huh. You've given me a lot of food for thought, first okay. off, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. I You're welcome. I got in the shower today, and I had an idea for a tweet, uh-huh. and I was so excited to do to do the tweet that I got out of the shower, like, after being in there for, like, one minute. Okay. Like, wet. <laughs> did the tweet, and they got back in the shower. I was like, if I don't do it now, uh-huh. if I don't do it now, the moment's going to be gone. I'm not going to tell you what the tweet was, but- What? No, I'm not going to reveal Come it. Come on. I want people to guess. I want them did, to figure wait, out. Did you what actually they, tweet it? I tweeted it. Do I follow you on Twitter? I don't know. I might not. I have no idea, Katie. I don't know. But you follow me in real life, and that's what's important. That's true. Uh, anyhow, I, think I, think, I do follow you on Twitter. I hope so. I'm a great guy. Uh, I'm, I'm very charming on okay. Twitter. I've tried to balance. I used to be very, like, sherry. Obviously, you know, when I was working at a publication, mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of sharing of the stories from those publications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I've had some downtime mm-hmm. to just be myself, I have explored the boundaries of Twitter uh-huh. and what it can be like yeah. for me. And I've gotten in some pretty messed up places. <laughs> but uh, You should just go full drill. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, and I think you know this, I'm not going to go into detail, but I think you know that if I went, put my whole self into Twitter, mm-hmm. my true, truest yeah. self, I'd lose a lot of followers pretty quickly. And I do some, I think I do some pretty um, funny tweets. So I do remember that oh, no. you, and I won't, don't, I won't, don't, I don't, wanna, I won't, don't name any names. I won't name what this account don't, is. Don't name any tweets. I won't name what this account is. Don't say the tweet. But I know a tweet you're thinking I'm, of. I know, I know. I won't don't say it. I'm not going to say it. You have a secret alt account oh, that you have only ever done. Like, Honestly, two I don't even know. If, I don't know if it exists anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I think it does. I was very, it was a long time ago. And, uh, I think I was drunk when I made it. And I think the only thing you tweeted was like some sort of no. pun that was vaguely offensive. Oh, a pun. Some sort of joke that was just like slightly offensive. I have a couple of accounts actually. Oh, really? Other accounts. Okay. That I, I have accounts that I started I thought I was going to do something with. Mm-hmm. Ones that I'm, some I'm not proud of, some I am proud of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a similar thing. One, uh, it's actually a, a point of pain for me, and I feel very guilty about it. I had uh, at M- one point M- MIT fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the truth, um, give it, the truth comes out. Darth, um, you're Darth, right? I I'm Darth. Yeah. Um, I so I remember I, when you dox Darth. That was amazing. Uh, I mean, the the <laughs> most embarrassing thing is that I was unable to dox Darth. I know who Darth is. Do you? Yeah, I'm going to dox him. Really? 
Let's do it. No, Let's I'm, do I'm it. kidding. I would never do that um, to Garth. I love Darth too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, um, I love Photoshop, so that's one thing you should know about me. Yeah. I love a great Photoshop, yeah. especially Darth. Anything about, anything about tech people in the tech world? It's yeah. a slam dunk. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, you have an account that oh, you can't yeah. get rid of. So I, I, I enjoy bird watching. Yeah. And uh, there's... Um, there's these sort of uh, rare bird alerts that come as like sort of a, a like an old school message thread that like it's it's actually this weird thing where you actually have to call in the report or something like that. And then you get like a once a day like alert. It's very like old school. Like a transcript. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. And um, I get these as part of like a Yahoo group. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I was thinking, you know, wouldn't it be cool if there was a Twitter account that would tweet whenever there is a New York City rare bird alert? Sure. Like if you could sync that, like if you yeah, could get like a feed and it would just yeah, auto yeah, publish yeah. to Twitter. Right. Like yeah, that would be amazing. That's a good idea. So I created an account, uh-huh. NYC bird alert. Uh huh. And um, I attempted for a while to like, I would read the bird reports and I would tweet them out as you'd they were happening. Up, sum it up. Yeah, and but you know, honestly, like I couldn't. I would just, I sort of like lost interest and gave it up. Hmm. And um, I be. feel a little guilty because so I'm. So it's a dormant account. Yeah, it's mostly dormant, and I'm sort of sitting on this like good name for an account. And I've, I've <laughs> actually had people tweet at it, like, "Are you still doing this?" Like, clearly, people would like How many this followers service. Does it have? I don't know, not very many. I mean, it, it wasn't ever a lot more after this. <laughs> NYC Bird Alert. Well, uh, you at, know, maybe I need to. NYC bird alert. Maybe I need to pick it up again. Yeah, I, why not? You? I you mean, start putting whatever on there. You don't have to do bird alerts. <laughs> you, can just wow. say, you can say anything. What you should, what you should have been doing was starting to mix in really crazy bird alerts that weren't the, the real bird alerts, like pterodactyl <laughs> like, scene yeah, over the yeah, Empire yeah. State mm-hmm. Building, authorities called, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just throw that in there yeah. every once in a while. All right, I think we got to we got to wrap up, um, Katie. Uh, this is great as always. Josh, thank you I so love, much. For I love uh, when you're on the show now two times. Yeah. And each time has been uh, more special than the last. Wow. Yeah. Although the first time was just special uh-huh. enough because yeah. there had been nothing preceding it. Right. It was just special for the first time. Uh-huh. This is more special now. Yeah. Anyhow, thanks for joining me and you'll have to come back. And no thanks to Magnus, who's a bum and yeah. uh, and uh, is has disappointed everyone, his fans and his friends alike. <sighs> Yep. Uh, well, that's our show. Uh, we'll be back next week with more tomorrow, of course. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I've just gotten an NYC bird alert, and something horrible is coming this way. <laughs>